Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. But uh, I'll just pray to bless you. I'm going to be in 2 Kings chapter 18, and I'm going to just read one verse, verse number 16. 2 Kings 18. Tribes, 
But my thought is this tonight, when the gold is gone, when the gold is gone, gold is a prominent 400 and some odd times in the word of God, we find that word gold, it's prominent in the king's book. And so it must be important, but I want to think about what it represents tonight. If we go, you'll have to excuse me, I need the glasses tonight. And, and, and when we see that gold represented one in the early part of the book, the Bible said in Genesis 13 and 2, Abram was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. So we know that in the beginning of the book, that it would do this, gold would lead to and we would see it represented prosperity. Now, we all know that America used to have a gold standard. They couldn't print more money than they had gold that would back it up. And somebody had the bright idea that we needed to, to get rid of that and just print money. Now, we don't have anything to back it up. Anyway, they could change our currency tomorrow and we'd be in trouble. We never know. So here we are. It represents prosperity. But that's not, I think, the standard that God has through his book. Because when we come on over into Exodus 25, the Bible said, This is the offering which ye shall take of them gold. He's talking about they're going to, they're going to give something back to God. Now when they give that to him in Exodus, we find that he's speaking here the construction of the tabernacle. Now, they need gold for the tabernacle. And we as Bible students, we know this. That from the rough gray outside of that tabernacle to the post that held it up to the silver sockets that was in the earth to everything that was in that, it's a picture of Jesus. That gold, that gold, you'll find this. He said, when you make this, you make it out of pure gold. Everything concerning the sacrifice or that was going to be used in that was pure gold. It's speaking of this. It's speaking of this. It's a picture of Jesus. So we see gold not only is represented, represents prosperity, which is true, but it represents it, it's the purity of Christ. We see this gold represent Jesus. Everything in that, from the showbread, from the table, Praise God to the lampstand, to the altar, the, the brazen, the, the altar of incense was covered in gold. It was overlaid. It was a gold. When you walked in the tent, the gold took your breath away. There was brass on the outside. That's a picture of what he's going to do that speaks to judgment. So you had to come through the judgment to get to the gold. And when you got to the gold, you could get into the presence of God. That's the third thing that it represented. We see it was prosperity. It was purity. And then it got into the presence, the very presence of God. When you got into the inner, the holy of holy place. Stay with me just a few minutes. I, I won't hold you too long, I promise. When you got into the place, the holy of holies, that's where the presence of God was. And you know what he done? He hovered above a golden seat. He hovered above a golden seat. It spoke to the, to the very presence of God. So we see that it can be prosperity. It's prosperity. It's valuable. But then we see that it speaks to the purity of Christ. Everything in there is a picture of Jesus. That box was a picture of Jesus. I don't have time to preach on that tonight. 
The mercy seat on top was a picture of where God dwelt. Isn't it good that it's the mercy seat? And the law, and the law was on the inside, and the mercy seat covered the law, praise God, because the letter will kill you. There it is. Three things we see is represented. In the word of God, you take it, it'll go some other areas. But I want to think about this. God told him, he said, look. He said, when, when you lay up a bunch of gold, you're going to forget about me. You're going to, get, you're going to, you're going to think that you don't need me. Yeah. I want us to consider this. When the gold's removed, we're going to find it all through the kings, all through the kings. Kings, kings is this. Kings is from a, a natural perspective, or from perspective of man. Chronicles is from God's. Kings deals with both, both tribes, northern and southern, the division and all that. Chronicles mainly deals with Judah. So we see that that's God's mind was where, where he was, where he was always at. He was in Jerusalem. He was in the presence. He was where the temple was. The tabernacle was brought there. The temple was, and that's God's perspective. But in the Kings, here's what you're going to see on and on and on. First Kings 14:26, Shishak took away the treasures of the house of the Lord. He took away all the shields. Wait, who's talking about the shields of God? So here comes someone from uh, Egypt and he comes in and he takes away the gold of God. Now, this is a picture of Christ. What is, what's Egypt? A picture of sin, being lost. You know what it does? It comes in. You know what it begins to remove? Praise God. The gold. The, 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 very, the very purity and the presence of God, sin begins to diminish that. Every time they come, it diminishes a little more. First Kings, First Kings 15 and 18, Asa took all the silver and gold and sent them to Ben-Hadad of Syria. He's given what? He's given the very thing that's precious to the enemy. Are you still with me? Doesn't stop there. Time takes on. Understanding this. This, this isn't just this happens, that happens. There's, there's a period of time. It's a progression. It's stretched out. You see it. Here it is. Here it is. This guy does it. And I'm telling you, the, down the road, Jimmy, they, they do the same thing. Over and over and over. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need the purity of Christ. And we need the presence Christ. Amen. You give me those two things, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. The purity is going to keep me out of a lot of trouble. But they're still going to be in trouble in spite of how pure you are. Listen, and there's not none that's too pure if you want to get right down to it. Everybody's got stinky socks. I'm just telling you. But when we try to follow him, we're trying to keep the gold. Purity's going to keep us out of a lot of things. Heaven's, our home's going to be better. Our worship's going to be better. 
Our church house is going to be better. And listen, no matter how pure you are, there's somebody out there that's not, and that's going to cause you trouble. That's all right. Then that's what we need is presence. We need his presence. Because then when that presence comes, when that, I'm telling you, when I get in his presence, it ain't much bothers me. The problem is I just don't stand his presence enough. But when I get in his presence, and there's times I'm there, there's times that I feel like I can hear him breathing. <laughs> hey, there's times that, that you know that if you reach that, you, you, you just touch him. You know he's there. You feel his presence right there with you. And you know that, I'm telling you, not much can bother you when the presence is there. Problem is, we're like the kings. They just give the gold away. They give it to the enemy just to try to keep the enemy from bothering. I'll give you something. If you won't bother me, that's going to make them bother me more. Because, because when I come down to this, this place right here, well, uh, uh, let me just jump here and we'll go on. When we come down to this, 2 Kings 18, 16 here, he, he, he's, he's let the enemy put a tax on him. And he said, here, I'm just going to give you, and I'm going to give you the gold. I'll rip the gold off the doors of the temple. And I'll give it to you. Well, you're going to find out that after this, you read on through this story, you're going to find out after this, oh, Hezekiah gets right with God. I mean, bad things start happening. When bad things start happening, you know what? Real Christians do this. When bad things start happening, you know what we do? Listen, we draw night. We've learned. You learn. I mean, somebody that's really got him. When that thing comes and you know you can't handle it anymore, you know what you do? You draw night to it. You know what happened? God let the enemy, that guy that you just paid off, I'm going to let him show back up. He shows up. He said, sends his mouthpiece. He said, we're going to take you out. Nobody else can stand against us. Hezekiah said, oh, I'm in trouble now. Isaiah said, you're not in trouble. Hezekiah said, go ask the preacher. The old prophet said, you're not in trouble. God said, he ain't even going to sling an arrow at you. You're going to be okay. Hey, look here. You should have never paid him in the first place. What are you saying tonight, preacher? Keep you gold. But it continued on. God said one angel killed 185,000 of them. They weren't no match for an angel worthy. I think that's Michael. He's the warrior. But you want to say something else? Doesn't stop there. It goes from Hezekiah, comes on down the line. It comes down the line to Josiah. You, you come down the line, then, then we, have, we, we have Manasseh stuck in there who makes them pass through the fire. I'll preach about that in about two or three weeks on Sunday night. You're going to find that. And then, and then here's what you're going to find. Oh, no, no, no. 2 Kings 25 and 15. And such things as were of gold and gold, the captain of the guard took away. You know what happened? Nebuchadnezzar showed up. And they had showed, Hezekiah had showed what they had to the enemy. And the enemy never forgot what he had. And the enemy said, 
I want what he's got. Go get his gold. Now, had it not been for the sins of them before him, it had never got to gold in the first place. But there come a time, there come a time when right there in Jerusalem, all the gold was gone. Now, now, it's not too valuable. Prosperity is the thing only remembered. It's gone. There's nothing left from the eat, take your up. They left the poorest little line of the land to tend the vines. Prosperity's gone. Not only that, the purity is gone. This place has been ravaged. I mean, it's a, it, you know what they done, what Hamas done on October the 7th in Israel was about that much, or that much, of what happened when Nebuchadnezzar came wow. into the land. <laughs> I mean, it was a sad day of affairs. So it's horrific what took place. Purity's gone. But the reason they could do it because the presence was there. So we have here, we have here on and off the vessels to be taken. And I, I wonder about this. And then we'd see the, the other vessels were taken. They either fabricated the vessels or there were some they didn't find that they took them as well. And on and on, the gold was removed. Man, it's a sad story. Here we have, here we have the very people of God, God's chosen people. And they've lost the very thing that represents the presence of God, the gold is gone. We come to Ezra chapter 5. You know what we find out? That was about 200 years from when Assyria takes the northern ten tribes and when Nebuchadnezzar takes. Uh, Judah. About 200. I wouldn't fuss. Some say, that's ah, not accurate. It's right at 200 years. Maybe a little more. About 200 years this kicks on. Now 200 years is a long time. God's long-suffering, ain't he? You don't know why he puts up with us? God's long-suffering. You know why that lost family member of yours is still up breathing and the good, best person you know died and went to heaven? God's long-suffering. God wants 200 years he's been long-suffering with these people. Why? Because the temple was still there. They still making a sacrifice. Josiah had reform, but not a revival, but he tried to have a revival. And now they're taken out. But when 70 years after they're taken into captivity, just like old prophet Daniel said, you know what happened? The king woke up one morning and said, hey, send Israel back and send all the vessels of gold back to Jerusalem. Just send it back. So though the gold was removed, the gold was returned. Oh my, the story's getting better. God didn't forsake them and leave them out there without their gold. You take the vessels, it's Ezra 5, something about 14, somewhere in there. You get those vessels and you take the king now and take them back to the house of God. This guy don't even know who God is. But he's had a dream. <laughs> and God said, God, fine, this is all God. So here we have it. We have the vessels. We have the gold. What's coming back? All the period. What's going to be back over there? It's 
presence won't show up. It never showed up in this one. They brought the gold back. They had all the things. And all they ever had was trouble in this country. Plumb to the time of Herod. And Herod's a heathen building this thing. But watch this. It wasn't just the fact that the gold was removed and it was returned. That was a picture of what was about to happen. That's a near and far, that's a picture of what's about to take. Now, watch this. The gold's about to be replaced. Why would the gold be replaced? Because the very thing that the gold represented was about to show up. And it goes, it goes from the gold to the glory. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So look here, I'm telling you, it's much better than gold. The psalmist said his statutes are much better than gold. What is that? That's his word. What was the word? The word was made flesh and, and dwelt among us. So the glory is better than the gold. The gold just represented the glory. Now the glory showed back up. And the gold replaced by the glory. Now, hallelujah. Shout out, don't you? Shout, baby. Yeah, let her shout. What's so good about the glory? That's what we have. <laughs> you see? Now I feel like preaching. Hey, um, in Acts chapter 3, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find two old boys that show up at church time. They're going to the temple. The gold's not in the temple like it once was. As a matter of fact, the, the temple's just a sham at this time. It's a whitewashed sepulcher full of dead men's bones. Uh, but two boys show up who knows has the glory on them. And when the lame man's at the gate, they said this, silver and gold have I not. It wasn't the silver and gold that was going to do him any good. But the glory was about to help this old boy. He said, such as I have. <laughs> Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Get up, boy. And he took a Pentecostal fit and went running and jumping into the temple. Well, that did no jump. Why? Well, the gold is going to do me good, Mike. Glory. Amen. So what does he do for us? Well, we may not have any silver and gold. We got more than we think we got. Yeah. What do we have? We got his glory. Amen. I gotta read you something just come to mind. I'll let the Lord have to find it right here real quick. Just, just, just hang on right here. And it's right here, it's right here in the, in the book of Romans when he said this. For whom he did foreknow, don't fall out of it with me right here. He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, might be the firstborn. Among many brethren, moreover, he did predestinate them to be called. Whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. Isn't that good? 
It's not the gold that we got that makes a difference. Now that gold represented him in the Old Testament, but I'm going to tell you, that gold, that gold to us, it's the glory of God through Christ Jesus that makes the difference in us today. And watch this, watch this. Was the gold removed? Yeah. Was it returned? He was. You see that in Ezra, that he brought it back to the temple. But the glory was never there like it was like it was in the, in the tabernacle and in the temple waiting. I talked about it before church died. He didn't know it was going to be in that road. And there it is. And that was there. Jesus showed, showed him that when he appeared in the temple, the glory came back. He, Wade told me not since Sister Becky said he came, he came back when Mary, when they brought him to be circumcised. That's true. The glory was brought to the temple in order for that to happen. And then when he came and presented himself at the temple three times before his crucifixion, the glory walked in, the glory walked out. Glory walked in, the glory walked out. They just wouldn't accept it. They could have had the glory. We got the glory. Why? Because we recognize who he is. But you know what? The gold's going to return. Revelation 21 18 said the city was pure gold. Pure gold. What a city. The priest had access into the holy place and they got to see the beauty of God and the gold and the, and the, and the furniture and the things that God had inside the tabernacle and then the temple and Solomon's was great. I've seen pictures of what they're going to put in the new one on Jerusalem.com. You can go to JerusalemInstitute.com find it on the internet. You can see pictures of it. Menorah going to be, table showbread. They got it all up there. Altar incense. They got it big Got the priest in training. The roads have been made. Everything's ready to go. Heifer. Got the heifer. Everything's ready. But whatever they do over there, Mike, can't compare where we're going. I'm telling you, it looks like a dungeon to where I'm headed. Because he said that city is pure gold. Say, well, I don't want to live there. Well, just stay here then. Bless God, you can have this junk. And every problem that goes along with it, I'm taking that. Yeah. I believe I'll go there. Yeah. I believe he gave me the choice. I can do what I want to do. Say, well, you don't have a choice. I absolutely do. Choose you this day and get something. I'll take Jesus. I'll take the glory. You can have the gold. And when it comes time for me to see the gold, He'll put it right in there. I don't know who I was talking to on the phone. Maybe one of you that's here tonight. No, it wasn't. I remember who it was. It was this morning on the telephone. He said, I don't have all this in my mind, just exactly how this is going to go. It's when we arrive and how, how they'll greet us when we get there. I said, you know what? It don't matter to me. I just know I'm going. And I know they're there. And I know they're going to know who I am when I get there. And I know this. I told them this when I was talking. I said, I know this. We're going to be concerned about the one who's there that God is there. And the rest of this really ain't going to matter.
Somebody told me one time, said, I don't live where it's perfect. I said, you're not too smart. You get to a place where you hurt bad enough, suffer long enough, spend time with people that's broken, not getting never seen anybody broken in your life. You get tired of the broken and the hurt. Get, I tell you what, I'll sign up for perfect right now. I never lived in a place where it was pure gold. But I'm going to see it one of these days when that city shows up and, it, and there it is. The gold comes back. Right now, in a lot of places, gold's gone. Yeah. In a lot of lives, a lot of homes, sad to say, a lot of churches. Yeah. Yeah. The gold's gone. Purity's out the window, and the presence of God, you couldn't find it in a 10-mile radius. We are a blessed people here. We're fortunate that God has chose to bless us in spite of us, in spite of us. On his presence, on his presence. He requires some purity. I mean, I, uh, my righteousness is as filthy rags. I understand that, but I'm accepted in the beloved. <laughs> On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Yeah, yeah. All other ground is seen. Bless God. He is my righteousness. Amen. If I'm in Him, I'm in pretty good shape. get you where I want you to be, and then I'll, if you want to come back, you want another thing? You want another thing? Only about 50,000 come back. And come, they brought the gold back, but only about 50,000 of them come back. The rest of them stayed in Babylon. So actually, this is all first cousins killing each other. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.